Welcome to the Athlete Peeps Podcast with your host, Mark Farnold. Hello, and welcome to the Athlete Peeps Podcast. Today, joining us for the podcast will be John Keith Jr. and Jamal Mays. John Keith Jr. is a defensive back, an outside linebacker. He is looking to get after it and make a run here for the NFL, as is Jamal Mays. Jamal is a wide receiver. And both are hopefuls getting after it. The theme today is partners and partners in crime as far as their workouts go and supporting one another. So it's really a cool story. They have an insane regimen that they follow and they've been doing it for quite some time. So I thought it would be interesting to take their spin. It's really a lot of fun. I just met them. They were a blast. I hope you feel the energy off them as well. Keep in mind, we are podcasting this one from the gym, so it is extremely organic. You will hear the gym noises in the background. Uh, it'll make you feel a little bit like you are there. So sit back, enjoy my conversation with John Keith Jr. and Jamal Mace. All right, guys. So welcome, John and Jamal. Thanks for joining me on the Athlete Peace Podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. So the first thing for me, as we've been hanging out here a little bit, is what the hell are you doing here at 3 in the morning working out? And you do this every day? Typically every day. We love to get it in. It's a lifestyle. We come in early, get the gym, the whole space to ourselves, and get to throw around some weight and have some fun. Yeah, it's mainly Jamal's fault. I didn't start it off at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was actually, I was working out, you know, like 6, so I work out after I come from, the, uh, come from my job. So I get off at like midnight, and I come work out. He's like, why don't you just go to bed and come work out at 3 o'clock in the morning? I'm like, nah, I need the shock to the body, so <laughs> now I'm here. So you're up at 2? Two? 2.45. 245, <laughs> literally rolling out of bed and yeah, getting, getting much, down here. Much straight here. We do we Already dressed in the sweats and just mm-hmm. shoot on down. Now the alarm clock goes off, I roll over, I text him all. <laughs> I'm like, are you up? He's like, I'm up. Like, cool, now we can go. How long are the workouts? Oh, it just depends. Sometimes we'll come in here, warm up, shoot around with the basketball and all that, and then we'll get into a workout. We can be in here for a few hours sometimes. Yeah. Hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Is anyone in here with you? No. Oh, we, have, uh, <laughs> we bring like uh, our friends in. I have a friend, Reginald. He works out with us, and then we have two other lady friends who come to the gym to work out. So we have other people in here trying to get them in, you know, but it's about four or five of us every day. So I guess what I like to talk about is workout partners, right? So I've had several through my years and how that can make a difference in your training. So how long have you guys been training together? And. Oh, seven months? Eight months? It's been close to a year. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been about a year oh, now. It's an anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and who pushes who? Uh, depends on the day. Yeah. This is the upper body day. <laughs> and I'm the lower body. So we do yeah. leg days, you know, that's my favorite. And we do upper body days. Yeah, we do chest. Yeah. Uh, I get them to do, do a little extra out there for unnecessary me. chest work. <laughs> so. so do you find that your upper body workouts are better because you train? Yeah, I have better, uh, I had better development, uh, strength wise and both physique wise when I started working out with Jamal. Before then, I was just lifting, you know, normal blase training, but he actually had like a regiment to do. So when I started working out with him, everything got better. You know, I had better results. Yeah, and I was able to do more weight without worrying about like being stuck underneath it or anything like that, <laughs> not having a spotter. So I mean, 
had a little more confidence with someone there to spot me and be able to put more weight on the bar. Those classic uh, bench fails. Trying to wiggle yeah, underneath yeah, the bar. Yeah, actually, Roll it down I your toes. Posted, I, I posted a video of that. Nice. You got one of those. I do, I do. Nice. So let's uh let's talk a little bit about you know both your history here. So uh, let's start with you, John. So China and football. I, I don't know if I've ever put those two things yeah. together before. So it, it, tell us a little bit like how that was for you. And one thing that I'm interested in is being in that culture, what was your t- like? What did it give you for your sports and your athletics? Like, what did you take away? Um, first, it was a it was an amazing experience because I was over in China. It's my first time being out of the states by myself. Um, it's my first time playing arena ball, and uh, it's my first time playing professionally. So when we got over there, I had two weeks to learn the game. I've never played arena before, and they put me in a position I never played. So uh, that was a big challenge, and then also was. The, the challenge was overcoming the cultural differences, you know, becoming comfortable with people like your own teammates. You know, you became a family really fast because it's either sink or swim out there. You know, if you're out there by yourself, you pretty much get lost in the crowd. So it's always good to have your teammates behind you, stuff like that. They help you be more comfortable with yourself, be more comfortable in the environment. Um, so is your team for people all over the world? Yes. Or was it you and a bunch of people from China? No. So... With the imports, they can pull you from anywhere. So we have people from like Australia. We had a couple of Hawaiians, people from Finland, stuff like that. Um, so I mean, it was it was an awesome experience. All those cultures coming together, and um, we we're you know basically there just trying to bring professional football to the mainstream in China. So that team came together faster than any of the other teams you've been on before. Yeah, it, it kind of had to. It was a crash course. Like they it was they said when we got there, it basically was like all right, you have two weeks. You're going to be on TV. You're going to be playing professionally against these people. You know, get it right. Here's your playbook. That's pretty much it. That's, that's how it was. It was literally sink or swim. And then I was, <coughs> I was a starter. So I had no choice but to, you know, you know, rise to the level, you know. And then we were coach. I was coaching as well. I was like the assistant DB's coach over there. So. So you didn't get the memo before the plane ride. Not at all. <laughs> After the plane ride. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. They were just like, by the way, you're going to be helping coaching the over here. <laughs> got a lot of faith, yeah, my friend. Yeah. A lot of faith. You're the starter, so you can help everybody else that's behind you in this position that you never played before. It was awesome, though. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. Uh, and Jamal, for you. So you've got uh, four years, right, of college ball under your belt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pretty much great experience in college. I mean... Got to got to play at a higher level like I had always wanted to. Just hadn't reached the top level like I wanted to. But college, it was a blast. I did you walk on? Were you recruited? I actually walked on because I, I came out uh, with track. I had a track scholarship and I walked on in football. And crazy, I was wanting to play slot because I'm not a huge guy. But I went out there to play slot and. There was 30 slot receivers out there, and I was like, I'm never going to get a rep if I stay over here. And nobody was behind the All-American receiver that we had on the outside. So I was like, well, I'll go get some reps and get behind him. And I ended up going and traveling to every game and splitting time with him throughout the season my first year there. And they loved me, and I started my next three years and had a blast out there, really. I was just Shocked that I wasn't gonna, <laughs> I didn't get to play at the slot like I wanted to, but it worked out for me on the outside. So, so let's talk about the walk-on experience because I don't think a lot of people really know. Uh, 
like how, what that's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, can you paint a picture on how that went for you? Like, so pretty much with the walk-on process, uh, you're, you're not doing the normal workouts like the the regular, I guess, scholar athletes would do. Um, we had to get in there an hour before all of the scholar athletes did. So their workouts would be at six. We'd have to be there at five. So we'd do our workout at five. And you had, had to at five or is just kind of this? We had to at yeah. five. It, it was mandatory 5 a.m. every morning whenever we started off walking on. And then if they decided that, okay, this guy, he's doing well, he's looking promising, then we'll pull him to the team and he'll be on the team and we'll start getting him into the pads and doing stuff with the regular uh, practice uh, squad or with the team and all that there and then get it all put together that way. But you you had to be pretty much consistent with the 5 a.m. and showing that you can be accountable. And that's really where it all started with these 3 a.m. workouts that we do now. Cause <laughs> I've been used yeah. to, to waking up early all the time there. So, all right, so, so you've got that slot. So then once you're at your tryouts, going through that whole process, like what, how did that all go down? Because this, how many do they start off with? How many guys were out there? <laughs> There's probably close to a hundred guys out there that's trying to get on the roster with the team. For how many um, slots? It's like maybe sixty to seventy slots, and that's with the guys that are already on the team. So you have those other hundred that are walking on, trying to be on the team. So. You're fighting for a spot that somebody already has on the team, waiting for somebody to mess up or get hurt or whatever it may be. But yeah, there's not a whole lot of opportunity. You just got to come out there, perform, and do what you know you can do and have the confidence and be consistent in the work and all that there. So you, get, you put all the work in. How do they alert you that now you're on there? Like, how, how did you – so there's 100, and you got whittled down to – whatever, five or ten. Yeah. So how did you have the survival process? How did you not get voted off the island? So uh, I was actually pretty fast. They learned that because my first year, I told you I came out there for track. I actually uh, was was all-conference my freshman year in track. So they noticed, okay, this guy has a little speed. So when I got out there on the field, they were like, I, I was going with the DBs, and none of the DBs can keep up with me or touch me at the line or anything like that. So they were like, okay, so he, he could actually be a good athlete here for us. So they gave me my opportunity, and when I got my opportunity, I did what I was known to do and just kept with it. All right, so now, uh, obviously, a couple workout guys obviously putting your time in here. So um, what are the lifts? What are the go-to lifts for you? Like, what's the one that you, like, dream about? Like, <laughs> this is the day I want. This is the lift I want. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> we come in here and try to kill. What's the least favorite yeah. lift? <laughs> you come in here and try to like, all right, how much? What's the, I am not. I do not want to do this. How today. much pain can we cause today? That's yeah. pretty much what we do. So on leg day, he comes up with all the crazy leg workouts, and I'm like dreading leg day. I'm like, I know he's gonna kill us on leg day. Don't know what he's coming up with. He's gonna have us doing lunges or. Some ridiculous amount on squad or something. Three <laughs> D lunges, man. You love those. What is it? Which one? What is it? Three D lunges. What's a three D lunge? Uh, it's basically you get two dumbbells and you do a forward lunge. You come back. You do a sideways lunge. You come back and then you go at about a forty five degree angle behind you. You do a lunge that way. You come back to the original standing position. You do you do it with the other leg. So that's one. what would a rep? Okay, so that's one. That's one. So oh, one, two, three, one, yeah. two, three. How many reps do you do? Ten. Three sets. Three sets. 
do you split it up, or is it just all in a row? It's after you do that first set of ten, you take you know a minute break, make sure your legs aren't falling off. And do it again. Oh, that's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's just mean. It is. All right. And so the upper body. So what's the what's the, the killer upper body move? Which well. which one? <laughs> Give me the worst. We have a set of hundred. It's ten. It's ten. Ten sets of ten. Or eleven elevens. Yeah, we'll do the eleven uh, reps on the bench, and then we'll immediately go into eleven push-ups, diamond push-ups. Most times, or we'll do it on. You can choose, or do you dictate what Well, I dictate that day uh, what, okay. what it's going to be, depending on how heavy we're going in weight and things like that. And then after that, after we've done the 11-11 or the 10 set of 10, we'll do some push-ups. I actually got from Outright. Uh, it's, what, what, are we, what are they called? You do the push-up, then you step to the side. Walking with planks. Yeah, so it's walking planks is what it is, and... So, so hold on, explain, br- br- break, break that down, show me, uh, how's that go? Go ahead, tell me how that works. Oh, um, <laughs> you think about the most painful position you could be in. No. <laughs> Basically, you get in a push-up position. and uh, Locked out or bent yeah, up? Locked out. Locked okay, out, locked out, out yeah. Push-up Plank, position. yeah. And then you cross your outside hand and you extend your inside foot. So they're like connected by a string. Your opposite hand, opposite foot's connected. And so when you move one hand, you gotta move the foot. So you move, and then you get back into the push-up position, you do one push-up. And you go all the way up and down the field, doing that. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, so so go end to end? Yeah, it's not yeah. <laughs> you can't pick yourself off the ground, so. No. He does it like it's nothing. Like, oh yeah, we got like 75 yards of this, you know. do this all day. Overbody's his favorite. He does that no problem. <laughs> Uh, superstitions? Any of those? Any, anything that, uh, you gotta have for, for game days? Mm-hmm. Make sure yeah, I eat something the night before. <laughs> yeah, really. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I do listen to my certain playlist typically. Oh, yeah, you gotta have a playlist. Same playlist? Yeah. Same one every single time. How many songs? My, I have to, I have to hear at least yeah. three of my, my top songs before the game and things like that. What are the then, three top songs? Well, I like, Right now, it's, uh, it's Drake. It's I can, it's a new one that he just came out with that I actually just started listening to. It's let me try to think. Let me see if I can find it. I, I listen to it so much. I should know the everything off of it. I can't even. If they asked me, I wouldn't know the title either. God's plan. God's then, plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Oh, what is the other one? There's Work Hard by Migos. That's a new one by them as well that I love to listen to. I listen to those like nine. I, I can listen to that the entire workout if I wanted to, really. God's plan. So you have a certain like headset? Like, do you, you got your uh, headphones? You know, yeah. Uh, the Beats headphones. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 well, yeah. the Bose. They have some like their uh, waterproof. I wear those because I sweat a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I can't have him spot me because he's sweating so much, but. Whatever, I mean, you're supposed to slip the gym, you know. That's what I look like, you know, pretty, you know. Like, oh, I'm ready for a photo shoot after a gym session, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't have that luxury. All right, so we covered the training. Uh, we got a little music in there, so now let's uh, let's talk diet, fun stuff, right? So what's the what's the go to? So you know. It, it, there's only one thing that you can eat for a game. What's it going to be? What's the one thing? If you're sitting at your house and you've got to put something together, what are you doing? At the house? So you're assuming yeah. that I cook. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can boil something up, though. No? Not at all. No, no. If it's like game time, I have to eat. I have to go out and get my pasta. It's pasta. Pasta all yeah. day? Yeah. No, it's pasta. Uh, 
What is it? Cheesecake Factory. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. He loves the cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. Pasta <laughs> carbonara. Add the chicken, no peas, extra sauce. Let's see. Game yeah, on. That's it. That's perfect. It's about like, what, 2,000 calories? <laughs> <laughs> I got to worry about eating the next, uh, next morning before the game. You don't eat the next morning before? You don't eat before? I probably catch a, uh, I think the most I've ever eaten was a half of Jimmy John's sub before the game. Is that because the nerves are, are going? Yeah, or, I'm like, or, I have, Okay, that, if that's a superstition, that would be it. I feel as though if I eat heavy, I won't be able to move fast. That is a superstition. Yeah. That is a superstition. Yeah. I guess that would be it. Because I feel like, like I can't eat a lot. I cannot consume a lot before the game, like all day. Oh, so for like a 4 p.m. game, nothing? All day? Yeah, I go all day. Wow. After the game, I'll eat a lot of chicken carbonara. Nah, yeah, after the game, I'll eat a whole pizza. But before the game, no, nothing. I'll be yeah. sipping like Gatorades and stuff. Morning of the game, I like to have a big breakfast. Whatever it is, I, I just love to eat a big breakfast in the morning. The day of the game. And what would that be? I'll go pancakes, biscuits, eggs, sausage, bacon, hash browns. That's a Texas breakfast right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what I'll go with. Yeah, I might even throw in some French toast if I'm feeling it, too. Oh, yeah, you always know, need some French toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you, you both you got a gym bag going. So what uh, what's the go-to in there? Like, what is the one item in there that you just can't live without? So it's going to be my Beats headphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the easy, the, de facto answer. Yes. <laughs> I don't even take those in the back. They're already around the neck when they come in the gym. Uh, Mine are my wrist wraps as of now. Because mm. we lifting, we've been lifting like heavy weights or high reps. You know, you need those wrist wraps to help because it takes away the pressure. So, are they the wraps that just go around the wrist or yeah. are they the ones where you can wrap around the bar? Just too? around the wrist. I have yeah. the ones that you can wrap around the bar. They're pretty Oh ancient. my God. <laughs> he has the most anti. <laughs> they're, yeah. No, no, no. I, I guess these, these are, are leather. These, these are, are leather. leather. These came out with oh. the model one. <laughs> 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 you look at these things like, how do they still function? That's how old they are. These are like, Leather, like they peel it off the back of the animal. And it's like, all right, well, they still work good though. Yeah. So they work is there a brand on it, or is it no, just like made, no, it's made just in the workshop? Yeah. He got these from Mount Olympus. That's how it works. Like, no, not at all. You see these things, like how do they still work? Like what? He took those from his great grandpa. Like, that's how old they are. I've never seen any other ones like you. They don't exist. That's why. I don't know if I've seen leather ones. Exactly. I don't think I have. You look up leather wrist strap, it won't come up. It's like, item not found. Like, you cannot buy those. One thing Amazon does not have. Yeah, no. Um, so, is in the bag, do you got any supplements? you got supplements or anything? I don't take supplements. No? No. If I do it, I would have my pre-workout. I typically go with C4. For your pre-workout? Yeah. How, how far in advance you take that? Sometimes I take it right before we start going. I, I just throw a scoop in my mouth. <laughs> so wake up at two forty-five. Yeah, yeah. two two fifty-five. Powder on the mouth. Yeah, straight on the tongue. Yeah, I hit him immediately. He's coming to the gym. He's like, "Yeah, let's go." He's got scratching my head. Like, it's time to go. Nah, if I was taking any, I started taking uh bang energy drinks. Okay. Yeah, those are pretty good. That for pre for before. Uh, yeah. I mean it. You can't take it as a pre-workout, but it's more like a... You can't take it as a... Yeah, because it gives you like a little bump of energy. So, but it's like a... I don't know what it is. It's like all around. It has BCAs in it. It has a protein. Okay. You know, it's, it's got protein yeah. kick in there, too. Yeah, so that's why I take it. And then it doesn't have like no sugars, no calories, stuff like that. You're already mixing it. It's all pre-mixed. Yeah, it's all pre-mixed. Yeah. How many ounces? can. Okay. So 16, 24 ounces or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think 16 ounces. Those are pretty good. They get the job done for me. <laughs> if I was to take anything. I used to take V-Core. 
That's how I gave my What is it? V-Core? V-Core? Yeah, that's how I gave my muscle mass. What's that? It's a casing protein. Uh, okay. It's a protein shake. It's a different type of protein. You want to tell all the uh, 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 athlete peeps like what the casing protein does for you? Casing protein, it sticks to your body longer. For people with high metabolism, like myself, I couldn't gain weight. I couldn't gain muscle mass because it would burn it off too fast. I was consuming like 3,500 calories a day. So uh, one of my dietitians, he's like, try a casing protein like V-Core because it sticks to your body more. It, it's slower to digest. Your body can intake more of it. So I started taking that, and that's how I got from, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was able to gain like 15 pounds of solid muscle. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. That's how, well, yeah, that's how I gained because I was one, I was like 190. I went to 205. And now, like when I'm off season, I try to get to about 220 because when in season comes, I'll drop back to about 200. What are you, what are you weighing at now? I'm probably 215 right now. 215? Yeah. I'm leaning. So no more keys and protein? All done? No, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> I stopped taking that once I hit uh, 200. Once I could, could maintain, you know, 210, I stopped taking it because I didn't want to get any bigger. I'm already a big defensive back as is. Yeah. <laughs> so now we got a DB, we got a wide receiver. So if there's one weakness, I don't care if it's the gym, the field, or whatever. What's the what's the one thing that you feel you've got to get worked out? Huh. What's my weakness? Yeah, cardio. <laughs> cardio. <laughs> cardio. Couple sprints and yeah. grabbing yeah. at your shorts. Oh my goodness! I have to. Uh, Coach David over here, he puts us through a Saturday morning sprint workouts, and uh, those are not fun. Like I'm like dripping sweat, like dying. This last weekend, he had us do a jump ropes. I couldn't feel my calves for about four days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you need it. I mean, it's good for you. So, I, I only do it. So, the cardio is because you don't like it or because... I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I ran track, I didn't like running. So, I was good at it. Yeah, I just so didn't like it. It's a tough sport to pick. To, I know. <laughs> to not like. I would legit complain every day, but I was getting better. <laughs> <laughs> the only part about track is I like with the winning. My yeah. weakness is getting him to do cardio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <I'm> just... <laughs> That's a good, way, a good way to escape that question. <laughs> I was like, "Cause I'll be here. Okay, I'll come for the second workout. We're in here doing them, yeah." How about mobility recovery? Like, how, how do you do in that realm? Mm, stretching, you know, ice baths if yeah. you need it. Epsom yeah, you get, you get in ice baths. Yeah. Cryotherapy. Cryotherapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got the foam rollers and all that stuff. You yeah. That on the regular. So you hit all those, see range of motion, all that. Yeah. Gotta yeah. stay flexible. Yeah, man. Can't be big with the speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That's what the speed is. People don't know that. It's not all power. It's flexibility. Um, so anyone listening now, obviously you guys are in it, going after serious goals. What, um, what resources do you use on the reg to... You know, keep yourself focused. Like, if you have an app, if you have a book, if you have a, a website, like, where where should they go to to get started to kind of get to your level? I look at videos all the time on Instagram of receivers on Receiver Factory. Receiver that, Factory, yes, what's called that, at Receiver the, Factory. That place they they have it down pat, pretty pretty good. They have great examples and they show game film of pretty much how. The techniques that they teach and all of that work in a game. So I try to study that and see how that works. And I'll go out and put my own little tweak on it or do it how I like as far as running my routes and seeing how it will work for me. What uh, 
I guess off the line move would work better or in round move. <laughs> he ain't got off. Yeah, I'm getting open. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. So that's from the technical side, though. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of showing the technical side about yeah. being a wide receiver. Pretty much. Um, I think I look up uh, anything like uh, footworking for like drills and stuff. He's really good at showing you different types of drills for defensive backs, for uh, receivers and O-linemen. Um, I watch him on Instagram, too. Would it work for other athletes? I mean, yeah, it works does for, it apply yeah. to the sports? Yeah, he does anything for all athletes. He does it for, like, um, he has, like, he does stuff like lacrosse. He has stuff like soccer players. You know, he's real good at uh, sports-specific training. But so do you incorporate that into your work as a 3 a.m., or do you yeah. do that? Um, is yeah. that a separate yeah, thing? at 3 a.m. as well. We'll get in the area. And we'll do one-on-ones with each other and things like that sometimes in the mornings and just try to perfect Getting off the line or him covering me off the line. Or oh, cool. He's doing footwork, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say also for motivational stuff, I look up uh, E.T., the hip-hop preacher on Instagram. Okay. Eric Thomas is. He's a great motivational speaker. I listen to him all the time. I normally listen to him before I walk to the gym. So, okay. That's what I was just yeah. going to ask you. So, right before you walk through the door? Yeah. Well, before I walk through the door. There's actually one song. Ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I just hear me pulling up and I'm just going like, like, you listen to it like a preacher? Like, nah. <laughs> now, is that something for game day in season two? Yeah. Or is that, is that workout pump up stuff? Anytime. Anytime I need like a, some, like a motivational bump, I'll listen yeah. to it. At work, or yeah, like, yeah. At work. I can't do something at work. I can't throw a chair. Have <laughs> <laughs> you too hyped? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll get you hyped. Yeah. So, in that realm, is there anything else you kind of use to get your mind right for competition? That's film. Yeah, uh, YouTube. Um, like people, like I look up to, like Brian Dawkins. You know, I looked up him a lot. Come growing up as a DB, we got like we got the same size and everything. So I watched him. Uh, Troy Polamalu. I don't know. I really like those type of hitters. That's how I model my game. Some of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I do the new age stuff. You know, it's a little too timid. They'll, they'll I'm, I'm a hitter. You know, I'm like, you know. Rodney Harrison. Okay yeah, exactly. I'm a hitter. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I look at those before I play sometimes. I watch their film, try to study how they move, you know, how they play the game. And that gets you, like, yeah. that gets you focused into it. Yeah, I watch some practice film of Andrew Hawkins. His practice film, oh, he was with uh, the Browns, I believe, in uh, yep. Cincinnati. He His route running was just phenomenal, and I, I love watching that video. I, I was looking forward I, to him in the past. He retired. Yeah, I know. I was like, man. But it would have been nice for him. I did want to see him go out there and do some work. I, I enjoy watching all his film. And it's just he's incredibly quick himself and how he gets in and out of his breaks and just watching and studying what he does to get open, I get out there and I just picture myself doing all of that myself whenever I'm going out about to practice or play or whatever it may be. But he, his film, the practice film that I have of him, the video that they posted, it's phenomenal. It's an incredible video. I also watch DB stuff too, just because I like to know what the DB is thinking and how they plan to cover me whenever they're doing stuff like Darrell Revis. I watch. His practice film or something. Oh yeah, like I watched that. the Rodriguez too. Yeah, so I can see how he he would try to cover someone in different scenarios and see how I would get myself open if someone like that were to cover me in the different scenarios that they had on the film for. That's cool. That's awesome. So if uh, <coughs> I guess not even football players out there, if there's anyone who's looking to get to where you are now, like what what is the first thing they have to do? So I am a I don't know I'm a 
high school player and I, you know, I'm in my junior year and, you know, I, I want to get here. I don't necessarily know like what you guys are going through now. I don't necessarily know it exists. Like what do I have to start doing? You have to take decide that you really yeah. do want to do it. You have to go all in with it and make that decision that, okay, I'm going to be serious about this. I and mean, then once you made that decision that, okay, I'm going this route, you're focused on that, just hard work and dedication, really. How soon did you know? Like, when did you know? <laughs> Probably since I was, like, in Little League. I yeah, when I, started, when I started out, what, I didn't start playing until I was 12, so... But you knew yeah, then and there, you were all in. Yeah. My first play was a pick six. I was like, maybe I might be okay yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like my first game. I got 14 tackles. <laughs> and they called me smiley because every time I hit somebody, I smile. I, you know, I was happy about it. It was like, you know, you, you, you enjoying this game a little bit too much. I mean, that's, that's I was like, yeah, I can do this. So commitment, obviously, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. But what's that step? Like, what's the, the um, finite step that they could take? Like, what, what, what do you have to do? What do you have to give up? What do you have to make happen? Uh, a big step. Is it, at 12 years old, you did? Sleep? Oh, yeah. no, not sleep. Uh, not dis- discipline. You have to, you you know, I was always goal-driven, you know, to do something. So you have to be goal-driven. You're like, Competitive. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, I can do this. I need to follow this step, this step, that step to do it. You know, like, even if you're young, like, you're just junior high school, you're like, I wonder how this person did it. You know, you start researching it. You know, you're like, oh, well, they went this place, they went that place. You're like, let's see if I can go find this place, find that place. Like, uh, what brought me to Outright, actually, is I used to train at a facility in Abilene. Um, one of my good friends, he played for the Jets. He worked at a facility together. So I was like, I see him making this type of progress. He's getting this exposure. He's working hard. I need to find that when I move here to Austin. So I found Outright, and they got me in that same, you know, Mind frame, it got me where I need to be. You know, they prepared me for my season coming up. So what I hear you saying is basically to find a, not, not necessarily a mentor, but someone that you find a admire yeah, and, yeah. and, and basically you, you sought them out and yeah. you yeah. found out what they were doing. Yeah. You gotta find, after it. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I said, you find goals, you find people who achieve those goals. Yeah. And you try to mold yourself in a way, you know, because they're like the arrow, and you're trying to follow that arrow, like, okay, well, they went this way, well, maybe I can't get to it that way, I can find another way of getting somewhere like that, you know, and it's helping get closer to your goal, you know, don't always, I mean, don't stop and like, well, I don't think I can make it because I don't know how to do it, you know, you do your research, you know, research is key, you know, knowing what you're doing before you do it, and that's that's a big thing. Knowing what you're weak in as well, I mean, that's that's what was always a driving factor for me. I was real competitive, and I would see what I was weak at, and I would try to perfect that. I would work hard on perfecting that, and once I, I got a lot better at what I was weak at, I'd look at the next thing I may have been weak at, start trying to fix that and figure out how I can get better at that. Then once I leveled everything pretty much out, just try to perfect everything even better than what it was before. So, nice. Just, just a driving factor for me being competitive. Uh, there is a guy back in middle school that everybody loved on our football team. And I was like, I know I'm a good athlete as well. He was getting more exposure. He was a little bit taller and things like that. But I was like, he's, he's not going to beat me just because of his size. I was like, he's going to have to beat me all around mm-hmm. if he's going to beat me to being this athlete. So that's what drove me in middle school whenever I was getting better at things. And he was fast, but I, I was determined to be faster. I was determined to 
run the ball harder or catch better, make more catches or whatever it may be. But I just push myself that way, just try to perfect my weaknesses, really. Nice. Well, listen, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. If um, if uh, people out there want to give you a shout, help support you on your journeys, where, where can they reach you? Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Jamal <laughs> underscore Antonio. <laughs> my name is highly complicated. Now, uh, it's Enlightened One. Enlightened underscore one. But the Enlightenment spelled three, you know, in L-I-G-H. For those of you listening, I will totally put that in the show notes. You do not have to worry. I got you. I'm going to get you right now. (laughs) It's enlightened one. It's It's 3-N-L-I-G-H-T 3-N-E-D underscore zero N-E. That's long. It, it, sounds, it sounds like a serial number, but, <laughs> but again, don't worry. I will have in the show notes. Give these guys a, a shout. It's help support them. Give them a shout in their journey. Help uh, help them uh, move forward here in their football careers. But uh, hey, guys, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Um, athlete peace. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's all about getting better and performing better. So it's cool hearing your story. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the Athlete Peeps podcast today. I realize you have many choices, and I appreciate you spending your time here with me. Please subscribe and make sure you leave us a review and tell us how you think we're doing. I certainly appreciate it. Now, I want you to get after it. Go out there and be awesome. See you next time.